Oh, it's been a long time. Been a minute, been a minute. So, let's get into this. All right. So, college football, the thing we love the most. We watched some utter beatings and some utter surprises this week. We watched Ohio State just absolutely destroy Northwestern like everybody knew was going to happen. Fields had a field day with four touchdown passes. J.K. Dobbins over 100 yards at a touchdown. I mean, 52 to 3. Northwestern's not great, but come on, it's 52 points, man. <laughs> true, true, but I mean, Ohio State's really good. Northwestern, not so much. And I really think that, I mean, you're just seeing Ohio State solidify themselves as a team that, I mean, we'll see this weekend when they play Wisconsin. But uh, I can't believe that's a noon game. I hate this. Yeah, I don't understand why the Big Ten has this infatuation with noon basketball game or football games. Noon basketball as well. It's terrifying. Noon football just it, it, it's as someone Stupid. who drank Stupid. the occasional adult beverage in in college. Noon games always suck because like you had to tailgate at like six o'clock. You didn't really get any sleep. It just ruined your Friday night. You couldn't stay out till three in the morning. I personally just hate noon games and think every college football game should start at 3.30 or at the I very say, least 1. I say one yeah, I was going to say one one thirty. All right, let's go. Michigan, Penn State. I'll be honest. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this question, and I'm going to answer it myself as well. <laughs> give, me, give me two takeaways from Michigan for just two. Two takeaways? Um, I like the fight that they showed, getting down 21 nothing. Battling back to have that game come down to a, a fourth and goal play where, I mean, Patterson made the right play. Unfortunately, the kid just, Ronnie Bell, just didn't come up with the ball. It sucks because, you know, He's fans that have never played a down of organized football oh, or giving this guy – Giving so this kid shit, shit. And, and, yeah. and he's up. been he's been kind of a, a a pleasant surprise for our team this year, as far as kind of being that receiver that emerged as a as a crucial contributor to the team. And it's just sad to see the fire Harbaugh brigade start after a game like that. Where I mean, Michigan went into one of the most hostile environments in the country. They didn't start off well. Nope. Uh, I mean, we got to give Penn State credit. Penn State's a really good team. But Michigan battled back and put themselves in a chance and in a position to win. I will say with that, we still have not figured out defensively how to scheme against the team that just puts their best guy in the slot, a guy like Hambler with speed, uh, a lot of safety, you know, matching up with him one-on-one in space, which is not good. I mean, safeties are safeties for a reason, and unless you're, you know, Ed Reed or one of these, you know, type of guys, I don't really like that matchup. So I think that's more of a scheme coaching issue that I don't know if it's a personnel issue, but you got a guy like Daxton Hill on your, on your roster. That's the matchup. I think that I would have tried to leverage. He's got the speed, you know, he's a legit, you know, four, three guy. And I mean, this guy's a five-star recruit. You expect him to contribute. Uh, And, and, and I I honestly did not see enough of the game because I was traveling. I was listening to it on the radio. So I didn't really see if they ever had that matchup, but I feel like that was the obvious go-to. The matchup wasn't there. Yeah, I feel like that was the obvious go-to um, matchup against Ham- Hambler. But that being said, uh, even though we lost, I was I was impressed with our fight. And I really think that this team, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll learn a lot next week or this weekend, and they may lose. But, you know, if they lose to it, it's just – I'm kind of sick of the whole, well, oh, you know, Michigan's got to fire Harbaugh. It's like, it's, 
Do we really? I mean, this program's been in like kind of no man's land for the last 15 years, and Harbaugh stabilized things, got some recruits. We're winning 10 games to the point where people are getting pissed about it and think you need to be doing better. I just think yeah, Michigan fans, everybody they have outsized expectations. Keep up with the Joneses. Everyone We're not keep up with the Joneses. They want a they want a Nick Saban here. They want an Urban Meyer here. They want somebody that they that they've seen succeed. Bring that back here, and they just thought Jim Harbaugh could do it. My two takeaways from this, actually one of the best football games I've seen all year, um, Michigan's offense takes too long to warm up, and you've seen it time and time again. Shea Patterson will hit his stride in the third in the in, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. Midway through the third quarter, I, you you got to have more consistency from him in the passing game. I mean, he went twenty four of forty one. I, I you got to get you got to get more you got to get more consistency, man. Come on. I, I think they're they're struggling to find that early rhythm. I mean, if you really think about it, the first quarter, Kennedy on offense, right? And and the first quarter was really an example of that where we just started off horribly before you blink. We're down, I think it was 14 nothing, or maybe even 21 nothing, And it, it's been a problem in big games against quality opponents. First we just, quarter, you were down by seven. We're, we're slow starters. We're slow starters, and I yeah. think that's hurt us quite a bit. Um, and, and I think another takeaway is that our coaches – And you guys, and you guys have, I think you guys were – you get you let the your foot off the gas pedal, man. You got to stop doing that. And, I mean, you saw that with Illinois. I mean, Illinois started to come back against you. And I think the other the other thing too, Ron, is that our coaches need to be more aggressive. I mean, we had Penn State kind of on the ropes there in the third quarter. Uh, we were down, I think, seven before they got that last long touchdown to go up by fourteen. And at no point, why are we suddenly for fifty plus yard field goals and we have an opportunity to maybe drive and get, you know, maybe you you get a first down and convert one of those fourth and three, fourth and fours near midfield. I mean, I really think you have to be more aggressive especially when your defense has shown that outside of one guy, they pretty much held Penn State's run game in check. The quarterback's, you know, yardage was good, but the the the, uh, the accuracy wasn't there. He was, I believe, around 50% completion percentage. So I really think that they did the defense a disservice by, by some of the things they were doing. I think they should have tried to be a little bit more aggressive in those situations. So hopefully they can like rectify that K- this week. KJ Hamler and – and Sean Clifford, they they're a fun duo to watch. I mean, they had a they took Michigan for a ride. Hammer with the the 108 yards and the two touchdowns. I mean, he looked good. And I mean, Clifford looked good running the ball into the end zone. I just Michigan's defense is like your offense is slow to get started. And it just has. A, a well, weird I, I think I, I think the defense, the issue with our defense that we haven't quite figured out is. Look at how many touchdowns in the last couple of years, especially against quality opponents. That they pretty much all occur because we play that aggressive man-to-man style. What is uh, what is where Jim a guy does, record against AP top ten opponents? Like, it's like it? one in ten or something that's really bad, but it's also contextual. Uh, I mean, I think you I'm look not at probably. I'm not. I'm not going to let you sit here and defend Jim Harbaugh. We're going to. Well, we're, I'm we're, saying I'm, I'm not going to defend him. I'm just <laughs> saying like you don't fire a coach because okay, so. Are we even having this discussion if Harbaugh's four and six? Like, I mean, he's had, I think, a couple Michigan State games go either way. He's had a couple weird toss-up games. I think Notre Dame might have been a top-ten matchup. 
Well, I mean, but, well, like I said, we'll, we'll 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 see about his job if if he can't get it. If he gets blown out by Notre Dame, I think that's when the the hot seat starts to you know actually catch on fire. It's not a fucking hot seat anymore. It's actually starting to catch on but, fire. But but what are we doing here? So <laughs> that, that's I mean, exactly that's is, exactly is, what's is, is Michigan going to become this school that? Her. Are we just going to become this school that every four years? We're getting a new coach because we expect to win the national title. Yes. Which we've done. Yes. We've won one. Yes. We've won one in like seventy years. Like we need to stop this. Our program is exactly what we've always been—a top fifteen level program that chokes away at least one or two games they should probably win every single year, with the exception of like two years ever, like in the last seventy years. So, like, right. to expect us to be on this top five, you know, dominant program like in Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama are now, Oklahoma, it's just fucking unreasonable and our fans need to just <laughs> calm it down with all this bullshit. Because we ain't all getting right. a better coach than fucking Harbaugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's move into Alabama just because Tua went down and there's no timetable for his return. It's Alabama. I, I'm just going to say it. I, I figure they'll be okay at quarterback. I don't think that there's any alarm. Uh, Najee Harris, the running back, can ha- probably handle most of you know the workload, and I'm sure there's what three other five star running backs behind Najee Harris that can it, take care of business. From what I've seen, the injury is very similar to the one he had last season. Um, so the thought is that Tua should be back in time for the LSU game. However, yeah. if he's not back for the LSU game, that does That's... pose a problem because I don't know who the fuck their backup quarterback is. Like I have no nope. idea. Couldn't tell you. I assume he's some four or five star recruit from somewhere in America that's probably you'll you'll hear his name. You'll hear his name and you'll be like, "Oh, it's that kid. I remember him. He was a five star. (laughs) Didn't know where he went." All right, exactly. LSU, Mississippi State. The the Joe Burrow train just keeps going. Four touchdowns. He broke LSU's single season record with twenty nine. Which is crazy that a it's that low, but I guess that's actually kind of a lot of touchdowns if you really think about it. I mean, it. LSU, come on, man, LSU's passing offense was trash with Les Miles. There. Oh, I mean, I I remember the Jordan Jefferson era very very that vividly. Was, um, but I mean, Joe Burrow right now has to be in the driver's seat as far as the, as, as as the Heisman man. I mean, this guy's oh, yeah. done it week in. Week out, no, and you know, quality SEC opponents. And you know, the other thing that the Heisman folks love is the narrative. They love, oh, this guy came out of nowhere. Think about how many times an RG three, or even a guy like a a Carson Palmer when Palmer. he won it for USC, you know, yeah. all those years ago, kind of comes out of nowhere, has a big year, team, you know, wins their conference or plays in some big bowl games, and they win the Heisman. I think Joe Burrow's got that momentum as a guy. It's like, oh, he was just kind of this. Guy from Ohio State that was a transfer. Now he's in this new offense, and he looks like I the mean, best quarterback ever. <laughs> if you're if you're looking at a quarterback prospect, would you gamble on fucking Justin Herbert in the first you know top Hell ten? No, I, I would take. Or Joe would you? Burrow or would you take Joe Burrow when he I'm inevitably falls into the second round or something? I'm taking Joe Burrow for the sole fact that he's working with an NFL coordinator right now, so it may be a little bit of a watered down NFL offense to to some pros, but he's got the blueprint. He's already got what some rookies don't have. He's got a leg up just because of the personnel he's worked with. Right. I agree. But, um, no, I think LSU has proven themselves to be maybe the best team in the country. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We I, consider I, who I, they've I, played I, and how they've looked. I mean, I, I think they've been the most impressive team in the country. Um, I mean, Clemson, I think right now is 
got some things to work on and they need to they they need so, to yeah, fix let's, them. Let's move let, let, let's move to the the Clemson beating of Louisville. Um, Trevor Lawrence, the two interceptions. When does that become unacceptable? When when you when you're so, the when you're I know, a top five team in the country and you you put up three points in the first quarter. I think the one thing that I saw from the first interception in the red zone was the receiver kind of ran into the pick. It was a it was a seam route, and the receiver instead of sitting down in the open space in open the seam, space. kind of yeah. kind of floated to the to the end zone, and the safety was able to jump the route. So I kind of put that one more on the receiver. But uh, with regards to um, Trevor Lawrence's overall performance, I think he's been forcing some throws. I think we all have this hype and this thought of, okay, Trevor Lawrence is going to be, and I still think he will be the number one pick in next year's NFL draft, or I said the 2021 draft, but he's a sophomore. He's a true sophomore and teams have gotten tape on him. You know, you know, in the ACC, there are some quality players that have made, they they understand, they understand what, you know, the receivers routes are running, you know, what, what they're running coming out of certain formations. Now the way Trevor Lawrence looks at his first read and he's able to scan the field, but they ultimately know he's going to try to go back to his first read and not, he's going to try to he'll force it a little bit. Right. But, but I mean, he's like you said, you know, he's a true sophomore. I mean, he's still young. These are things that he can still work on. He still has one more year to go. So once again, I'm sure they'll bounce back and the adjustments will happen. He's just getting better. I mean, he's young. He's having a soft, he's having a bit of a sophomore taper. It's not that big of a deal. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Jalen Hurts is a monster. Five touchdowns, four hundred total yards. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I struggle to see anybody in their conference beating them the rest of the year, unless they Baylor. run into a Texas or maybe a Baylor. But I still think they'll beat both of those teams. But uh, yeah, I mean Oklahoma is just the offensive machine at this point. It feels like they're plug and play. Yep. Every week, weekend, week out, this kid's tearing them apart. All right, favorite game. Well, yeah, favorite game of the week: Wisconsin, Illinois. Man, two turnovers that led to this. It was the irresponsibility of Jonathan Taylor for the fumble, and then it was Rolick for throwing the interception, and then that strike from Brandon Peters to the end zone. That that touchdown pass was crisp. That thing was a bullet to the end zone. I mean, we saw, you know, last week from Illinois, I mean, Lovey Smith, this is a guy who's got a proven track record as a very successful coach at the pro level. And you know his teams, whether they're, they have the talent or not, they're going to be coached and they're going to be, you know, disciplined. And they show that they're a team that really doesn't give up. I mean, they, they battled back against Michigan. They've lost some yeah. close games this year, but they've been much more competitive than I think they have been in, in, in recent years. And they were at home. You know, crowds started getting into it, and and they, you know, they were able to keep the game close. Got some, you know, fortuitous bounces as far as the turnover game, and really leveraged that to a huge, you know, probably probably job saving win for Lovey Smith. I mean, you know, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, he could point to the fact that they took on a top, you know, ten team, the team, and and came came away with the W. Yeah, and and I think that's a sign that they if they can, you know, continue to, to improve things in recruiting, that they could be a team in that Western division that, you know, maybe next year can contend for a bowl game and start to, yeah. to make a little bit of noise in, in, in that division. All right. Florida and South Carolina, that game was utterly boring until the second half. Yep. Don't care. Whatever. <laughs> but, 
One game I do want to talk about, and I'll be honest that I didn't see a single second of it. Number twenty, Minnesota forty-two, Rutgers seven. Has oh, a team yeah. has a team ever just like cakewalk this easy into an eight-no record, and no one knows that they're actually good, like at all? I don't really think anyone's flown under the radar this far. Like, I have no idea if Minnesota's good. They're kind of fake good. They're like real. No, they're like, they're decent. They're they're. De- a game managed team, nothing flashy. You know, your quarterback throws for about between like 190, 230 yards. Your running back picks up that 81 on 19 and like two touches here and there. You have decent special teams. Someone runs one back. They're they're, they're just kind of like a, a balanced football team. Yeah, there's two things I like about this team. One being Minnesota good with an outdoor stadium in late like November is going to oh, be yeah. maybe the worst fucking game like in the Big Ten to go play <laughs> on the road if that ever happens. Second thing, P.J. Flex just a winner. I saw him. Um, I was downtown uh, for the Motor City Bowl or whatever it's called. Minnesota was in it last year. They were staying at the same hotel that we were for the wedding. And oh, nice. the dude has a smoke show wife, like an absolute <laughs> smoke piece. And to me, that's a sign that he can recruit. So yeah, I think I think you know PJ Fleck and that Minnesota program is is going to be one to watch in the Big Ten moving forward, and I think they can kind of carve out that what I like to call the Iowa position, where you know they're going to go somewhere between oh. eight and four and ten and two every year. It's possible. I mean, we, he's shown that he can recruit and he can coach, so we'll see. What do you think? About, what do you think about the shootout of uh, Texas and Kansas? That that late field goal that just I felt like they were going to miss that field goal for some reason. I don't know why. I just – the minute it got kicked, I was like, uh-uh. But they won it. You know, I think the thing with the Big 12, especially Texas, is you'll look up like, okay, Kansas is a rebuilding program. Les Miles is, you know, starting to get his, you know, program in place as far as, you know, his philosophy and, 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 and the players and whatnot. But every year – whether it's Oklahoma, whether it's Texas, they have that game where they somebody they should blow out. It goes to and, overtime, or it's just yeah, a close yeah. game. And this was that game for Texas this year. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, let's fast forward to this Saturday. Let's talk about Wisconsin-Ohio State. This is a test for Ohio State's defense. I don't know. I don't know if – their offense is going to put up as many points. I, I, the over-under on this is like 49.5 or 50. And I think they're giving Ohio State 14.5. But Wisconsin's defense is good. But Ohio State's offense is balanced. It's, it's a good passing offense. It has a good running back. It has a couple of good running backs. And the quarterback is an absolute threat to run. And I don't think Wisconsin has seen yeah, a I, real quarterback I, I agree. that can run the ball. I, I would agree with that assessment. I think really Ohio State's so multi- multifaceted in terms of what they can do offensively that it's going to pose problems for uh, for Wisconsin because they really haven't seen a team with a quarterback that's that kind of a running threat because Shea Patterson didn't run for fuck's sake no. against them. And, <laughs> and, he, and he had a very many opportunities to run, but especially gaps between the line. Anyway, yeah. So I re- I really think Ohio State wins this game in convincing fashion. To to be honest with you, I, I think they shut Jonathan Taylor down, and I think he becomes a non-factor by the middle of the third quarter. And they yep. try to go to the passing game, and I think the passing game gets blown up by Chase Young just just by getting to the. I mean, they have a young quarterback. I mean, this kid's you know he's 
they're going to the shoe. It's in Columbus, so he might be a deer in the headlights. You never know. But we'll we'll find out. I, I'm I'm throwing the prediction at Ohio State 34, Wisconsin 17. Yep, uh, I'm gonna actually say Ohio State 35, Wisconsin 10. All right. Oklahoma, um, K State 42. I haven't watched. So I'm going Oklahoma on this one. I have to. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, is Bill Snyder still the coach? I have no idea yes. who the coach is. How is yes. he still the coach? Isn't he like literally a hundred? Almost. I think he's about eighty-eight. Jesus. Auburn LSU. This Ooh. once again comes down to Auburn's defense. Bo Nix is still he's a freshman quarterback, still struggling to get into a rhythm. But when he's on, he's on. He looks good. I like. I like, I like him as a passer. He is a multi, he, he's a multiple threat athlete. I think they should let him run a little bit, but that's just my opinion. And then you know how I feel about LSU, Joe Burrow. If he can catch Auburn's defense in short passing routes instead of deep passing routes, he can still dink and duck and torch him. I, I give this one 45-17 LSU. Wow, really? I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. I think Joe Burrow throws three scores. I think it's a close game. I like this one, 28-21 LSU. Right. Okay. All right, let's uh, let's go Penn State. Uh, they travel to East Lansing. Um, I feel like Penn State should be able to dominate, but we've seen Michigan State in, in the past. We've seen them play a spoiler for a top ten team. You've seen it as a as a Michigan fan. You've seen it as an Ohio State fan. They have sack tapped you mid season, and now all of a sudden you are just out of contention. Correct. Um... Michigan State, I think they've packed it in for the year. I like, I like Penn State big. Michigan State won't be able to move the ball. Their offense is utter trash. Um, and oh, Brian Lewerke. <laughs> and I really just think Michigan State's just hoping to make a bowl game at this point. Um, I like I Penn don't... State big. I think Penn State will be undefeated uh, going into the Ohio State game. Oh, all right. Um, let's move it to Michigan, Notre Dame. Whew. I almost didn't even want to touch this one. Um, must I, have, must have for Harbaugh, line, must have for Michigan. Even. You know that, right? It's even, and I think it's going to be that kind of game. I think it'll be very similar to, la- to last week's game with Penn State, hopefully without the slow start. I like Michigan and a, and a must win for their coach to kind of silence some of those critics. In a very, very tight game. I like Michigan 21, Notre Dame 18. As much as I can't stand your embattled coach, I I still really think Notre Dame's gonna pull this one off with some nonsense play that that haunts Jim Harbaugh. He's he's a guy who <laughs> I think at this point is just fucking cursed. So I give the edge 38 or 31 28 Notre Dame. Ugh. Sorry, bro. I, I just I can't I can't call it any other way. All right, let's let's go ahead and do you want to talk Heisman? I mean, we kind of talked it. I mean, Joe Burrow's a favorite. Jalen Hurts right. probably right behind him. Um, after that, obviously Tua would be up there, but uh, Tua's a little hurt, so I really think this has kind of become a two-man race at this point. And I think, you know, both guys have an opportunity to really add and solidify their cases. Heisman Trophy, you know, favorites. 
in the upcoming weeks. I mean, Joe Burrow's got some big games. He has Auburn. He has Alabama. Uh, yeah. If he can win those games, he will put himself in a really good position to kind of solidify himself as the front runner. Uh, but also Jalen Hurts just continues to put up big numbers. And again, there's a narrative for this kid, you know, getting ran off by, you know, Nick Satan and really <laughs> having a great year and really proving that he's a fucking hell of a ball player and, oh, yeah, and, and, a, legi- and a legitimate NFL prospect at that position. Yeah. So, uh, real prospects, big guys, physical arm. All right. Let's shift gears and let's move it on. Uh, let's recap a little bit of NFL from last week. Patrick Mahomes goes down on Thursday night. Uh, I mean, I think that kind of helps solidify New England as, as pretty much the odds on favorite to have home field throughout the AFC. Uh, I think with their division being kind of down this year, San Diego is so up and down. They lost another absolutely trash, ridiculous trash, game. Trash, trash. At the goal line. How do you fuck that up at the goal line? I've never seen anything like that ever watching Melvin football. Gordon. Melvin Gordon. The, the Raiders are just kind of a – the Raiders are still kind of finding their way under Coach Gruden. So I really don't think it will impact them if they can get through this next couple of weeks. And it doesn't look like Mahomes will be out that long. Uh, so I think three, really they can get three to six weeks or was it four to eight weeks? Yeah, it was probably they said he they said he may be back practicing as early as this upcoming week. Uh, so he'll miss probably two games I would expect at, at minimum. Here you uh, go. So if they can get through those two weeks, they'll they'll be in good position. How about them boys? <laughs> hey man, when you get all pro linemen back, you get Lyle Collins, you get uh, Tyron Smith. I mean, we, they call it the Great Wall of Dallas for a reason. You get all they, pro wait. linemen back, and they look like a completely they, different football team. They took care of business. Team. They took care yeah. of business. Zeke, I mean, I Zeke, think, Zeke I think we it. forget the level of talent on that team, especially when you consider they have, uh, you know, all pro caliber running back, an all pro caliber wide receiver, a Hall of Fame tight end that yeah. still is out there, you know, making plays. They've added a couple guys like Gallup. Uh, they got a nice backup running back now. And, I mean, I really think – uh, Dallas is a team that has an opportunity to make a run here now that they got the offensive line healthy. Rams, Falcons. I'm just going to say right now, Falcons are just trash. It's time to fire sale some players. I and mean, you saw them get rid of Mohamed Sanu. Jared Goff looked to bounce back against, you know, a crappy-ass Falcons team. I don't – It just kind of stuns – it kind of stuns me how bad the Falcons are, especially defensively more so. With all the talent they have, I mean, they've had some injuries to some key guys uh, the last couple years. But, I mean, everybody has injuries, but it's just like, hey, man, you got to figure something out. We never do. Falcons never do. All right, Bills, Dolphins, everybody knew what was going to happen here. Bills took care of business. Dolphins down. Just let – let Fitzpatrick just be the starter there just so he can play out his NFL career to retire. So I don't ever have to see that man again. Yeah, I don't – did Josh Rosen, like, did his grandfather, like, owe someone money or something? Because these teams are just like – it's like they they intend on just ruining this kid. Yeah, like no one wants to get <laughs> on him. Like, he's just well, kind of, he's he's kind of not, stuck. Has any quarterback this young ever been put in not one but two absolutely atrocious situations to start his career? I no. can't think of any quarterback that's been put in two worst situations. I feel terrible for the kid, to be brutally honest with you. Um, Jags and Bengals, we all knew how this was going to turn out. The Bengals are 0-7. They're just as bad, if not, you know, they're, they're, them and the Dolphins are terrible. 
Gardner Minshew, you know, he fourth quarter touchdown drive. He looked, he looked good doing it. Won't, won't take anything away from that. The Bengals are just horrible. They need to do the same thing the Falcons are doing. They need to fire sales and things and just they need to figure yeah. out where to go from there with Andy Dalton. Yeah, that's a team where I'm surprised that they haven't tried to move Andy Dalton maybe to a team that needs a quarterback in the short term. Um, I, I mean, I know A.J. Green's been hurt, but I, I mean, I think it's to this point where you could say the end of his, end of his Bengals career is on the horizon. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that gives you a chance to look at some of your younger players and get some additional assets because, I mean, let's face it, they're not going to win with those guys anyway. Uh, I, it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate situation for the Bengals. The things have kind of fallen apart so quickly. Uh, but, I mean, they are the Bengals, so what do you expect? <laughs> Bikes, lines, I... I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> no, Kirk Cousins looked fucking were, like an all like an all pro. Yeah, four touchdown passes. That's the Lions. I haven't seen him play this bad defensively. The, you guys have been pretty good this season. I'm not gonna get. It's just been the, the tough breaks and the bad officiating. And unfortunately, the Lions are the one that's on the stick for this. And I really think it should be a different team. I really think the Lions. You guys should be in the driver's seat in the NFC right now, in the NFC North at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen a team get two absolutely ridiculous calls that I still don't understand. I mean, it's it's just the Lions. The, the green, I, I feel the like green, there's a conspiracy the theory against us. The Green Bay calls were awful. Some of the shit in the Kansas City game, it was like, okay, yeah, of course they would call that against the Lions. Right. And, I mean, even against Minnesota, man, we were driving in that game, and then uh, Logan fucking Thomas gets called for offensive pass interference on a route where he wasn't even throwing the ball. <laughs> and it's just like shit like that only happens to the Lions. So what are you going to do? Um, everybody's blaming Stafford as always. But, I mean, his numbers were great. Marvin Jones put up fucking four touchdowns. And it's really just an issue where we saw Darius Slay go down with an injury. We saw uh, That's Max Harrison good. go down for a while. Jared Davis go down. And you pretty much had your best player at each level of your defense get hurt during that hurt, game, yeah. which doesn't bode well for you. Nope. All right. Raiders, Packers. You saw Aaron Rodgers. Every touchdown the Packers scored. Yeah, Aaron Six Rodgers had, had, had me set up to win $600 <laughs> in Daily Fantasy until, you know, some other shit happened. Won $0. But Rodgers, I mean, I think right now with the way he's played these last couple weeks, some of the big-time throws he's made in clutch situations has to be considered the odds-on favorite to win yet another league MVP at this point. Um, I think he's right up there with Russell Wilson. But uh, I got to give the edge to to Rodgers considering, you know, they've had some injuries and different things there. He's really just been unbelievable the last couple weeks. All right. Texans-Colts with this. The Colts have put themselves in the the lead of the AFC South, which is not a great division. But they're they're winning it. And Jacoby Brissett, he threw four touchdown passes. And he looked great doing it. Uh, Out-dueled Deshaun Watson, who's been looking – Deshaun Watson doesn't look bad. He just—I don't know—he's the, the turnovers in this game. Two of them. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this Houston Texans team. Uh, it's the same thing that's always wrong with the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien. I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest here. I mean. They get bailed out of so much shit because they have a really, really good young quarterback and some really, really good skill position players. They still got, you know, a Hall of Famer and J.J. Watt there. They have a lot of talent. But that team never seems to play to their potential, and I got to put it on the coach at this point. Because, you know, 
two or three years of this. Is it is it time to part ways with Will Fuller, who's constantly injured? I mean, that's the risk and the reward with Will Fuller. I mean, when he plays, he's a stud. But it's just, you know, the injury problems have been, been a consistent issue throughout, you know, the early part of his career. All right. Cardinals, Giants. Ooh, toilet bowl. Uh, Kyler Murray. This is, all, put this up, is all Chase Edmonds, man. Three touchdowns, Ky- dude. Kyler Murray leading his team, you know, I believe their third straight victory. And uh, Chase Edmonds, man, really, really killing me on the fantasy tip because I got David Johnson and he's about to start taking some <laughs> Forgot carries. to because that boy, well, I, I, me, and, me and your good friend Jimmy Waiter are co-GMs, and uh, oh lord, couldn't get the, couldn't get the handcuff we wanted. But good right. God, this Edmonds kid, I have no idea where he came from, but I've seen him play the last couple of weeks versus both what he was able to do against the Giants, and then what yeah. he also was able to do uh, against the Falcons last week. This kid is impressive. Uh, yeah. He's kind of got a lot of Tariq Cohen, that shifty kind of you know speed, smaller back. But, man, he is electrifying. And I think, you know, Arizona's not out of it in terms of being a team that might make some noise in that wild card hunt. And, and, and as absurd as the Cliff Kingsbury experiment looked to be when, when they hired him, he's got it's, them playing some inspired football and looking like – Well, now you, you've, you've gotten your guys in this scheme in live games now. They, they know what to expect every single time they walk on the field, every single time they call a play. Now they're starting to get into a rhythm that system and this young first co- year coach you know what I'm saying exactly uh but I, I've really been impressed with Kyler Murray um I think he has been as advertised as the number one overall yeah pick. absolutely he's, um he's but let, let's talk the, about the other level of potential let's talk about the other team because I love dog shooting the Giants Danny but, Dimes uh, Danny Dimes <laughs> I don't know I like him man he's he had a, he had an a below average game. It's going to happen in every quarterback's career. You know, people are starting to figure him out a little bit. And now he's going to have to, you know, dig deep into and, and be a better quarterback. You know, look away from your first reads. Sometimes you can move in the pocket. It's he'll get there. It's, it's the feel for him, man. If he's this Cardinals defense, isn't terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I like, I like what I've seen out of Arizona. I think the Giants are obviously a work in progress and a couple years away from even being somewhat decent. But they got a good foundation it, with Barkley and, and, and Danny Dimes, if he's the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly what I was going to say. All right. Let's, I, we got to move to this game and, because this game was a fucking debacle. 49ers Redskins. What the fuck? Three, all it was was three fucking field goals. Torrential Tor- down. Torrential downpour, downpour on the eastern seaboard. Uh, made for some good visuals and some really, really shitty football. There is nothing you can take about the Niners from this game other than they were able to fucking survive and win it, yeah. considering the circumstances. And this is what I'm going to say, man. That's what makes them a scary team. They were still able to scrape this fucking win together. That's why I believe this team is actually good enough to to contend in the playoffs. I, I think they can survive. Well, ironically, they 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 are somewhat similar to what we, to the old uh, to the old Jim Harbaugh Forty uh, ers teams, and to where they're definitely built on their defense. Yeah, um, <laughs> they have a very, 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 very good running game uh, with the different backs they put out there. 
Um, and they got a quarterback that does not make really, you know, he he'll make a couple mistakes, but he's not gonna kill you. Yeah, and one, one or one or two isn't gonna make the defense hate you. Right, and that and that formula works when you have oh, yeah. when when you when you're able to do the things that they're able to do on the defensive side of the football. So I really, I really, really have been impressed with San Francisco and watching them on Monday Night Football last week, and then uh, watching them again on Sunday. So I think they are uh, a legitimate. You know, contender in in, in the NFC. All right, Chargers Titans. Let's just talk about that one damn fumble by Melvin Gordon. What the shit? So, I've never seen this. I was following the game on GameCast because I had some fantasy implications. I saw that Eckler was ruled a touchdown. Then they reversed it. He was down at the one. And then the next thing I know. It's somehow a Titans ball. I was like, "How did they not score any points in that situation?" Like I had to, like literally that night, I had to watch the replay on Sports Center over and over again. I was like, "How the fuck did you score?" I was like, "Jesus Christ!" It it was terrible, but that's what we expect. I don't want to talk anymore about it. these teams are dumpster fires. Marcus Mariota's future is in jeopardy, and let's move on to this: the Bears, Saints, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees might come back. Teddy Bridgewater has made himself a case that he could be dealt away if need be and become someone's starter. Here's the ultimate question, and I don't know how this would work because I feel like somebody's going to be willing to pay him. And I, I don't have his contract off, off, offhand in front of me. Why not just keep Bridgewater around and just like, you know, Drew Brees ain't playing forever. I mean, he probably has, what, two years tops left? Exactly. That's why I would keep Bridgewater around in this system. And make sure that he. I mean, you don't even need to make sure you've seen it. He, this this kid puts up numbers every single week, week, and he's not mistake. He's not mistake prone. He does he does what it takes to win. He doesn't take a lot off the table. Yes. All right. Lamar Jackson had a career day. One of the only quarterbacks to rush for a hundred, pass for a hundred. Russell Wilson's also one of those same quarterbacks. The Ravens' defense shut down what I feel like is a one-dimensional Seahawks passing offense with Russell Wilson scrambling around in the pocket and throwing the ball and praying to God it gets there, but it will get there because it's Russell Wilson. And their defense has been playing lackluster, in my opinion. But, I mean, you're never really ready for Lamar Jackson's explosion like what he did that, you know, this past Sunday. I mean, the the guy has proven to be maybe, and and I'm I'm including Michael Vick and some of the other – Randall Cunningham, some of the great scrambling quarterbacks, Steve Young, that we've seen in the game. He might be the most dynamic talent we've ever had at that position as far as running the football. Because what that kid's able to do with his feet has won his team. I mean, that won the ball game. I mean, some of the some of the the, the calls that you know the coaching staff made on that fourth down run where he scored to really pretty much put the game, you know. Oh yeah, away. I mean, that's that's really impressive stuff, and he's still developing as a passer. I mean, he oh, yeah. obviously yesterday. On that. You you can't really take anything from from last Sunday's in the 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 weather and the conditions, but he's a prime example of of good co- what good coaching can do for a young player. They're not trying to make him a drop back passer because that's neutralizing something that makes him special. Uh, which is his running ability. So with that defense, with their ability to run the football, with his ability to make big plays either, you know, deep down the field in the passing game or with his feet, 
I mean, they look like a team that if you're the Patriots, you probably don't want to see them coming into Foxborough. No, you know, for that divisional game or that and. Or that AFC that, title that game. game. I'm, just, I'm not gonna lie to you. That game's gonna be absolute fire. <laughs> if, it, if that game comes to, comes to fruition, that game is going to be absolutely fire because Lamar Jackson is. He's finally, like, like you said, we're actually seeing someone that's able to put it together with his legs and his arm. And as his mind develops more, his arm becomes more of the focal point, and he's still running for a hundred yards a game and throwing for two fifty. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna listen to to people more and more talk about how he's, he's one of the ones that were able to make it work and not be this injury-prone running quarterback who can't get the ball done. Exactly, exactly. And I, I mean, like, I, I've just been impressed with Baltimore's coaching staff resisting the, you know, cries for He needs to develop as a passer. I mean, you think about yeah, fucking, fucking Bill Polian saying that he, yeah, you know, he's He's a receiver. Like, come on. Shut up. All right. Patriots and Jets, man. Seeing ghosts. Sam Darnold. I, I like Sam Darnold a lot. This kid is going to be good, but once again, he's someone that needs to develop. This defense is suffocating. Four interceptions is unreal. And it's just – it's that unstoppable Patriots offense that just keeps rolling. They just keep doing, doing what they're doing. Brady scoring left and right, but the multiple running back system just constantly working for them. I, I just you, you can't all, say anything else about it, man. All I gotta say is kids see ghosts sometimes. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kanye West, uh, Kid Cudi. <laughs> I mean, geez, man, New England's defense looks amazing. The offense is banged up. I just saw that uh, Josh Gordon is out for the remainder of the year with with the knee injury. Yep. I hope it's a knee injury and not, you oh, know, something not, else. No, don't start. <laughs> I don't want to start. I love I love Flash. I mean, I, I, I'm rude for that guy. But, I mean, they've been able to manufacture offense, which is, I mean, a given with them. They got, what you know, the goat back there pulling the strings. But, fuck, man. Like, getting a guy like Mohamed Sanu, who's another capable veteran, is huge for them because that's a guy you put in that you know what he can do. He fits that system very well. And he's a big body. He's fast. He's got good hands. You can he play him. You can play he him X. You can, you can play him. You can play him in the slot. You can play him on the outside. He's very you know versatile. That's a he huge get for them. He can be a matchup problem for a lot of corners. Yeah, and it just shows you the organizational competence that New England has because they. But Trey Flowers and I believe some other guy goes free agents got third round comp picks for them, so they basically say, okay, we'll give up a two that'll probably be you know the sixty fourth pick in the draft because we know we're gonna have picks you know ninety two and ninety four or whatever the comp picks work out to be. So it's just smart management, smart football, and that's why they have six championships. All right, let's move on next week. Let's talk Redskins and Vikings. Redskins are abysmal. Vikings take this one, in my opinion, 38-3. to Yeah, that one will be pretty bad. <laughs> Seahawks-Falcons. Bad again. <laughs> bad again. Hawks, next game. <laughs> Eagles-Bills. Bills. I'm going, I'm going fucking Bills, baby. Bills are impressive, man. I mean, Josh Five Allen. One, dude. <laughs> Josh Allen – isn't that good yet, but he can win ball games. I like him. I just there's something about him I just like. 
that he's just a big ass goof, goofy giant. Well, he can't he's, actually... he's gritty. He, he reminds right. you like that. He, he reminds you that like like that Willie Beeman type character that's like that's that's just getting the job done no matter what the cost. I just can't think of like what his player comp is. But I feel like it's so it's like just staring right in front of me. It's like <laughs> he's almost like Steve Young if Steve Young was like six eight and couldn't throw accurately. But I, is that is that what he is? That might be what he yes, is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I really like Buffalo in that game. I, I, mean, I think the Eagles are kind of another team that's just packing it in, <laughs> playing for next year with all the injuries that they've had. All right. Chargers Bears. This is another dumpster fire game. I don't understand. <laughs> so bad. I'm still going Bears because of the defense. I, there's nothing good like, to talk about in this game. I like the Chargers in this one. I feel like Mitch Trubisky is just gonna. This is gonna be like the breaking point game <laughs> where Bears fans lose their fucking mind because he's gonna have like five giveaways. He's gonna be like ten of twenty six for 119 yards, three picks, two lost fumbles, and everyone in Chicago is gonna fucking lose their minds. I can't wait. Giants, Lions, uh, Lions take this. Stanford's gonna have a big fucking day. Start the Lions defense if you have a fantasy football team. I'm just kidding. If, Don't listen to me. If the Lions lose this game, they should fire everybody and trade everybody. That's all I'll say. All right, Bucks, Titans. Another God. There's so many dumpster fire games. I, I'm calling it Titans right now. Jameis Winston's stupid ass turns the ball over too much. That's what I'm calling. Jesus. I'm game. calling. Rematch of the uh, first college playoff semifinal game. Marcus Mariota <laughs> off Dimes. the bench. Dimes. Throws a couple late picks as James <laughs> and the Bucks get their win. Broncos Colts. That game's going to suck. Oh, no. Broncos Colts. I love I love the Colts. Man. I think the Colts Jacoby are Brissette. one of the Hands down. You know, three or four best teams in the AFC, and I, I, I like the Colts in that one. Bengals Rams, you know you got to go with the Rams on this one. Bengals are trash. I'll be putting some money on the Rams. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Cardinals Saints. This could be a fun game to watch just because Kyler Murray's development is fun to watch. He's a, he's a cool quarterback. Kid can run. Kid can throw. Um, Edmund, the running back, he's electric dude. Kid kid's got great moves. Then you got Teddy Bridgewater, Michael Thomas on the other side. The Saints defense has been they've been pretty dominant. But uh, I think Saints pull this one out, and I think they pull it out 38-21. I like this one to be closer. Uh, Saints are favored by 11. I like, I like the Cardinals to cover. I like the Cardinals to lose, but a lot closer than you. Uh, 38-35 Saints. All right. I don't want to talk about Jets-Jags. Jets might lose this game. Panthers-49ers, this is going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be a game like the Steelers 49ers game was this year. There's going to be some big plays from receivers on the Panthers side of the ball. Christian McCaffrey's going to eat. 49ers defense is going to have a hard time containing them. I think Garoppolo ultimately throws a game winning touchdown, though, and I think they take the game, you know, 35 28. I like the Panthers in this one. I like the Panthers to win straight up. I like them to win this one 25 to 17. Fair. Browns, Patriots. I feel like the Browns, he's going he's gonna to turn the ball over a lot. I feel like Baker Mayfield will. I feel like he's going to get sacked a lot. I feel like you're just going to see this Browns offense implode a little bit. Or you might see flashes of a great offense. They might exploit some things that no one else has done against the Patriots, but I highly doubt it. 
and the GOAT just does what he does. Uh, once again, I think this will be a breaking point game for Browns fans. I like New England to beat them in convincing fashion. I like Baker to throw at least one inexplicably bad interception that's going to have Odell losing his fucking shit on the sidelines. <laughs> and I like a lot of, I like, I like a lot of cutaways of Freddie Kitchens looking confused as fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say New England 31, Browns 14. All right. Raiders, Texans. I'm going Raiders in this, and I think it's going to happen on the strength of Josh Jacobs touchdowns. I just think that the kid will surge in the beginning and then the Texans won't have any answer for those 14 points as they allow more points to be scored. David Carr might even actually have a good game. You mean Derek? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Same guy. Guys had, guys had super big first years, then they just kind of tapered off. Anyways, I'm saying Raiders 28, Texans 17. I like it. I agree with you on – on all counts there. <laughs> Packers, Chiefs. Without Mahomes, I don't feel like this is going to be that big of a shootout. I think the Packers are just going to roll. I don't think the Chiefs' awesome. defense is going to be good enough to contain this offense right now. I like this to be an Aaron Rodgers, I'm the man type game. Wants to prove a point, even though there'll be no Mahomes playing. I like Green Bay running away with this one, 35-14. Hey, you want to watch this game on Sunday? <laughs> Uh, I won't be around. I'll be in Traverse City. Oh, Jesus. Have fun, have fun with the cherries. Um, oh, God, I'm so excited. Steelers-Dolphins, last game. I feel like the Steelers are going to come away with the win. I feel like they're going to look like a good Steelers team, but against a really bad Dolphins defense. I think Fitzpatrick throws a couple TDs, but I think he also throws a couple picks. Steelers get the dub. 38-17. to 17. I would be stunned if they score 17 points. I like the Steelers in this one, 24 to nothing. Fair enough. Oh, man. That is a, it's a lot of predictions coming from us. Oh, also, happy, happy NBA. Yay. I'm so happy it's back. But we'll talk about NBA next week. Yes, we will. And right. hopefully I'll survive my trip to the north part of the state. My liver. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, wait, wait! World Series, World Series. Yeah, real quick, World Series. Uh, really surprised by the outcome in Game One that the uh, Nationals are able to get to Garrett Cole. Uh, oh, I love tonight I thought, is a huge. Tonight is an absolutely huge game <laughs> now for the the Astros. They got Verlander on the hill. I expect them to win the game, but if it's the right na- now, if the Nationals win this one, it's over. Verlander gave up. Uh, their- he was the one. He's the reason there's two in two runs. <laughs> he got a hit and gave up a hit. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh Jesus Christ! The, the man threw 20 pitches in the first inning. Man, that's that's not what you want. No, not at all. Let's just leave it at that. Um, who who do you want to win this series? I want the shows to win. I used to live in Houston. I mean, they were horrible when I lived there, but. I still love I love the city and I, I really want to see that team take it again. Fair enough. All right, man. I guess we'll uh, we'll have to reconvene our uh, trip to this transfer portal uh, next week. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's been a good one. I'm Ron. I'm Lamar. Thanks for stepping into the transfer portal with us. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>